What up? We're back. The Leafs convo in business for Thursday, August 6, 2020. I'm Norm along with Mike, the Jackets and Leafs all tied up at one after the Buds shut out Seabus the other night. 3 nothing. a beautiful performance from the Maple Leafs with some ugly stuff sandwiched in between Jake Muzzin. What's the status on him? Uh, good morning, Norm. Uh, well, it's, it's encouraging, but not for the rest of the series. Uh, uh, Muzzin was released from the hospital yesterday. Um, and uh, after staying overnight, he is back in the bubble from the description that the Leafs put out, but he is not going to be available for the rest of the series. Um, it was just a freak a- accident, but, I mean, a- everybody was pointing to the fact that Pierre-Luc Dubois cross-checked him behind the net, and he lost his balance, and then he ran into Oliver Bjorkstrand's knee. So it was just a freak thing, but, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, that uh, Dubois should have been suspended. Um, you know, I think that, that was pretty much a wash because Kyle Clifford maybe should have been suspended for the, the hit on Dean Kukin. So, um, but but the effect on the Leafs, I mean, this is they're probably their most dependable defenseman next to Morgan Riley. And, uh, you know, their defense has already been weak. So losing Muzzin for the rest of the series is a blow for the Leafs. This is the Leafs Convo Podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. Norm with Mike, please like this content on youtube subscribe while you're at it mike the leafs don't score in game one then it takes them 36 minutes to score in game two were you thinking this was deja vu or did you feel that the leafs but backed by freddie anderson had control of this thing and it was only a matter of time well it was a tale of two games but like you said i mean it was a shutout by Corpusello, he was standing on his head. I mean, I think Lee fans are probably thinking Corpusello was Satan in second period because they, you know, they were throwing everything at him and he was he was stopping everything. It was a, a really good performance by a really good goaltender. But they finally did break through in the uh, at, at the 16 minute mark of the second period with Austin Matthews, uh, the redirection of the of the Hyman shot, and then after that you had I think a little bit of a you know. <sighs> You know, just a, a breathe of a sigh of relief from the from the Leaf fans and from the team, and I think they played a pretty complete game. I mean, if, if, not just Matthews, but I think to John Tavares, uh, you know, with eight shots on goal, with a breakaway goal in the uh, in the third period to give them a little insurance. Mm-hmm. He was he was excellent. So for everything that they couldn't accomplish in game one offensively, they were able to accomplish in game two. Now the question is what you will see in game three. Will it be game one Leafs or game two Leafs? I figured this would go five games just because neither team, uh, I'm sure they would admit, is primed and ready uh, to to go on a serious run. The Leafs special teams, again, not so special. They had this Mm. problem uh, before the regular season was shut down. Uh, 0 for 2 the other night, 0 for 5 uh, in game 2. Is it, This is just systemic, Mike. I, I, I don't think it matters when they're playing. They have all of this firepower and ironically can't fire in all cylinders when they have the extra man. What do you attribute this to in this sort of recent setting well columbus is getting in in the shooting lanes and you see i think you see from the leafs a little bit of tentativeness when it comes to the power play i mean there was one play where john Tavares had a had an open shot it looked like there was nobody in between him and corpusello and he dished it to i think it was neil under for a one-timer and and he he flubbed it so there just seems to be like pass 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 looking for that you know pass into the net or a, a point blank shot and they, they're trying to get that unfettered shot 
on Corpusello. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be there. If you see some of the goals that have been scored, like some of the goals that Montreal scored yesterday against Pittsburgh or a couple of the goals that Chicago scored against Edmonton, it's tips, it's people in front of the net screening the goaltender. And the Leafs really don't have somebody with a net front presence. I mean, Tavares usually is the guy in front of the net as the trigger man, and he's really good, but they don't have like a big guy in front of the net disturbing everybody. And, you know, they're, they're relying sort of on a one, three, one configuration for the power play. And I, you know, now they're over six in, in the first two games and, you know, with a tight team like Columbus scoring on the power play yeah. is going to be, they're, they're going to need them to break through. Yeah. Both teams are going to need special teams to be extra special to get through this series and move through the series to come. Jake Muzzin, three hits, three blocks before he went down to injury. He's a, a quiet leader uh, on the team and certainly for the defensive unit, uh, a defensive unit that still leaves a lot to be desired. We wish him well, and hopefully he can get back into action. Um, not just because the Leafs need him, but I'm sure he's uh, even in injury right now. Uh, wanting to get back out there. Mitch Marner led all forwards in ice time with just over 24 minutes. Five mm-hmm. shots on goal. Uh, it was a plus one. He's uh, a bone of contention for uh, many Leaf fans um, who either view him as the Messiah or someone who's totally overrated. Are you sensing that Mitch is bound to break out here and, and do something extra special or no, I mean, I, I think he, I mean, game one, I don't think he played well and that's why Sheldon Keith shifted the lineup a bit. And I thought that the combination of moving Marner back with Matthews and the Mikheyev Nealander Tavares line, uh, that those combos were better. Now Marner hasn't, I don't, he hasn't scored a point in the series unless he got an assist on one of the goals. I don't think he did. No, he did. So, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I, the fact that he's leading the, the team in forward ice time is a statement enough that, that Keith respects his ability to be a two-way player. He's He's been good defensively as well, but they, they need him to produce, especially in a series where Columbus is going to limit their offensive chances. I also think that, you know, that Keith responded to, you know, a bad game in game one from the fourth line where he couldn't trust the fourth line. And he was going with three lines for most of the night by inserting Pierre Engvall. And he used that fourth line with Clifford and Spezza and Engvall for about mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, which is, which is what a fourth line needs to play. And they were much more effective. Now we don't know what's going to happen tonight because they may go with seven defensemen. And if they do that, then one of those players is going to sit, but we'll, we'll see what uh, he, he pulls off. Of all the action taking place, Mike, has any other team caught your eye thinking, wow, uh, this, this could be a force to be reckoned with? Well, I don't know about a force to be reckoned with, but I'm, I'm stunned about Chicago and, and Edmonton. I mean, Chicago pulls off the upset again yesterday. Now they're up two to one in that series. And, you know, the, the one downside is if Chicago does pull the upset, you know Edmonton's going to win the lottery and get Alexei Lafreniere. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, I'm surprised at that. I'm also surprised at the dominance of, uh, of, of Carolina, although I think the Rangers sort of fed into that. And I, I don't think Carolina is going to go far with the, with the blazing tandem of Peter Morazic and James Reimer in that. But, uh, you know, they, 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 swept, they swept a Rangers team that a lot of people, including me, predicted would beat Carolina. So mm-hmm. I have to give them kudos. Yeah, Carolina's quietly done some business. Who knows? Maybe they 
go on a run here. And that's the thing. This whole tournament is set up for a surprise. Yeah, it, it, it could be. I mean, I, I, the funny thing is I think the challenge of winning this Stanley Cup will be as much or bigger than other ones because you have to get through, or at least the t- if a team who uh, didn't finish in the top four uh, wins it, they're going to have to play 19, they have to get 19 victories instead of 16 to, to carry the mug around the ice. So it's, that could be a big challenge. And, you know, that may prevent those, you know, those 16 teams from being able to win because it's, it's such a, a burden to do that. But, you know, a team like Carolina, a team like Pittsburgh, if they can get by Montreal, couple other teams in in the uh in the playing round could get hot and make a run ogs have your say in community youtube.com slash the leafs combo like the page while you're there subscribe tell your friends the leafs combo continues on enjoy the game tonight thanks mike thanks norm